This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Loveland, Colorado. So excited to be partnering here with KingdomWayMinistries.net, KingdomWayMinistries.net, and our great friend Dan Anderson. But Martha, before we get to Dan and our guest for today... Let's just get people to start realizing we've got a marriage cruise coming up in six months. We do. So every year we have the um, pleasure of taking some couples on a cruise. No, we don't pay for them to go, but we, we invite them to join us and sign up and really just take some time away to invest in marriage. And um, this has been a highlight for us every year. And we just want to invite people to go out to our website, iworkforhim.com, go to the events tab, and they'll find the information for the cruise. They can even link with a password that's there so that they can look at the ship, look at the itinerary, and um, sign up with Rick Saltarelli from Salty Breeze Cruise Planners. And why do we do that marriage cruise? We really do it because, Jim, we all um, are busy. And one of the things that we know is that everything um, in life takes, you know, if we want it to improve, or we want it to be strong, it takes investment, it takes time, it takes energy. And so that's one of the things that um, just getting away um, to grow our marriages is really important so that when we come back, we have a fresh perspective. Um, we maybe have learned some things that we can, you know, we, we try to uncover some tools and just share when we learn ourselves how to strengthen our marriage and invest in our marriage because it is um, one of the most important, if not the most important, um, earthly relationship that we have. February 27th through March the 3rd, 2020, just a little over six months away. Make sure you check it out online, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. Dan Anderson, we're so grateful for how you've hosted us here all week long in, in Loveland, Colorado. What an amazing time. Talk to us about KingdomWayMinistries.net. You've got, you've got Business His Way groups. You've got your uh, Common Pursuit quarterly events. And what else you got going on? Well, first of all, Jim and Martha, it is so awesome to have you here in beautiful Colorado and northern Colorado. And uh, we've been talking about this for over a year. So I'm so glad that you yes. guys are here with us. In addition to the things that you just said, you know, we, I just love, uh, like some of the guys you're going to hear from today, as a, being a part of their lives on a one-one basis, uh, as well as vice versa, and be able to help them in any way I can, personally or professionally. So in addition to our events and our monthly uh, peer advisory council groups we call Business His Way, we, uh, we, we help uh, some executive teams with leadership training, we do some speaking, and uh, just helping uh, them develop like uh, one company I'm working with, uh, care plans of how to really care for their employees as Christ would uh, if he were leading, which mm -hmm. the, he really is through them. So yeah. yeah, what an amazing thing you got going on here. So excited mm -hmm. about the work that's going on here in Loveland. Why don't you introduce our guest for today? Yes, uh, I'm so grateful to have uh, some really close friends uh, here in the studio. Oh, these are close friends? Oh, yeah. I heard what they oh, were yeah. saying about you before you got <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first of all, we have Tom Rao with uh, Thriving Financial. Uh, he's uh, one of the, uh, I just call him a head guru here for Thriving in Northern Colorado. <laughs> and then uh, Kevin uh, Lemasters, who is uh, the president of an incredible company called EnviroPest and uh, doing some amazing things in his company. So, I'm here. I'm excited uh, that they're able to share uh, their stories of how they're integrating their faith and uh, putting Christ center of all they're doing here in Northern Colorado through uh, their platforms. Kevin LaMasters, we'll start with you. 
talking about EnviroPest, but before we do that, we always, we always start this with every first-time guest on I Work For Him. How did you become a Jesus follower? Well, um, as a young kid, I, I grew up in a really small community. I graduated in a class of 14 kids. So when I say wow. small. No, it's a small community. I mean, it's small. That's yeah. small, man. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Wednesday nights after school, we had this small Bible program um, and would attend that. And that's where I gave my heart to the Lord. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. Um, and like a lot of folks, as I was growing up and getting older, I kind of drifted away from the Lord and graduated high school, went in the Army, and um, was way away from the Lord for a handful of years. And I met my wife. Um, she was 18. I was 20 years old. We met. We got married a year later. We had kids two years later. And uh, we started talking about how important we thought it would be for our kids to, uh, to be in church. And my wife had never been in church. Mm. So she didn't even have a background or understanding of that. And yet um, we would talk about it. So after our second child was born, uh, we began to attend a church, the same church that I attended when I was a kid, um, 20 some years or probably 15 years earlier. And um, that that was the pastor that married us. So it was kind of the only spiritual connection, I guess you could say that we really had. Mm-hmm. And so from there, you know, God really, um, God just really got a hold of us. We we jumped in with both feet and were really active in our church. And probably eight or ten months later, God just really got a hold of me and said, "Hey, you know, you really need to get in or get out." I was mm-hmm. still kind of one foot in the world, one for, foot in the church, kind of you know halfway doing things. And um, from there, you know, we just uh, jumped in with both feet, and God has just really blessed our family, and we've just really stayed focused and on track since then. And, you know, I can say that I've, I have two grown children. Um, one's 25, one's almost 27. Um, they both love the Lord, follow the Lord. Um, they certainly have, you know, wavered a little bit here and there, but, um, I know that, um, I know they know Jesus and, and that's what matters to us as parents. Amen. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Tom Rao, how about you? What is your Jesus story? Yeah. Um, Jesus has always been a part of my life. You know, I grew up, my grandfather was a Lutheran pastor, a second generation Lutheran pastor. And, uh, Jesus has always been present in my life. Um, I think that, you know, as, uh, Kevin had just mentioned, you know, I, I've, um, bumped up against the guardrails uh, mm-hmm. a lot through my life. And, you know, really, I think early on, um, you know, would get involved and then kind of get disengaged and, and then re-involved and disengaged again. And I think I maybe had uh, a different viewpoint of what it meant to be a Christian uh, than I do <coughs> today. Um, you know, I kind of viewed Christianity as uh, being on a road with guardrails on it. And if you jumped over the guardrails, um, you were going to displease God, and, and if you stayed in the path, then he was going to be happy, right? And I didn't really allow God to lead me in my life uh, where the guardrails wouldn't even be necessary. Mm-hmm. And so that's really changed in me a lot, um, especially with my g- engagement with Dan. I've always had great spiritual leaders in my life, and I think God has just got me to this point now where I'm ready to be led to the next level. Yeah. And rather than my roots just kind of being on the surface and exposed to everything, um, really start to, to dig those roots, roots deep and allow God to give me the direction that I need to go. What I love about you, Tom, is, of course, we share Minnesota roots, so that's fantastic. Growing up in the Twin Cities, growing up in Happy Valley, the haven of the apples, where every street <laughs> is named after an apple, at least all the originals. Did you live on an apple street? I did not. Oh, so you weren't in the original no, Apple Valley. No. Okay. All right. So, but... You, 
you're working for Thriving Financial. Yep. Now, across the globe, Thriving is growing everywhere. What? Where was it in Tom Rao's life where you realized, wow, God cares as much about my work as he does my life outside of work, and he wants to work alongside me? When did you realize that God really cared about your work? You know, I think that thought has been in my mind for, for a while. Um, and I, I would say in the last couple of years, um, it's really, you know, since I've gotten involved with Kingdom Way Ministries, that's really set in big time um, and really taken off that that realization that, you know, God's given us all a un- unique set of skills in that uh, we honor God by, by actually doing the best that we can, leveraging those skills and the work that we do every single day. And to me, that's, that's really where that's taken a hold um, and really said, this matters to God, right? Right. Um, that I leverage the gifts that I've been given to make an impact where I can to the best of my ability. Kevin Lee Masters, how about you? When you, um, have you always been with EnviroPest? Has this been your career? To, and how have you connected your faith with that? That's a really great question. So I've been in the pest control industry for 27 years. Okay. Um, lived in Kansas my entire life and had the opportunity to work for small companies. I've worked for um, companies that cover all of North America. Um, so I've, I've been blessed to be in some, some great organizations. Um, God opened a door for me to come to Colorado a little over six years ago. And my wife and I knew that it was a God thing from the beginning. I was, um, I was a week and a half from taking a position to be vice president of operations over North America for the organization I was working for. Hmm. And a friend of mine whose family has owned EnviroPest um, for 20-some years needed somebody with my um, skill sets and values. We, we, we knew each other in the industry. We had similar values. And he called and said, would you, you want to come to Colorado? And I was like, mm. I'd love to come to Colorado, but I have a great opportunity here. So God brought us out. We've, we've watched God in the last six years bless our family and bless EnviroPest in a way I've never seen in the years I've been in the industry. Dan Anderson with KingdomWayMinistries.net. You, every quarter, do this thing called Common Pursuit. You've got one coming up in October the 17th, I think you said, right? Yes, that's correct. What is this Common Pursuit thing, and how can people get involved? Well, the concept of Common Pursuit is, you know, in Ephesians 4, it says that we are one Lord. We have, uh, if you're Christian faith, you have one Lord, one faith, one baptism, all these things that we have in common. And uh, having served for a pastor for 20 years in a vocational capacity, although I still view what I do now as a pastor, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I, I realized is that there is a huge gap of ministries really focusing on the business leader and marketplace leader to come alongside them to uh, encourage them, inspire them, to help them um, with tools to, to really integrate their, their faith to the common calling that they have in the marketplace. And that's what these events are all about, is uh, inviting a, a, a speaker who's sharing their story of how they're going about doing it or developing the, the leadership of those that come to, you know, my, my desire is, is that they just become uh, courageous kingdom leaders leveraging their gifts, positions, passions, and uh, possessions right where God has placed them in the marketplace for Christ because that's where people are struggling the most. And, yeah, but most people are thinking, if I really want to make an impact in the kingdom, I need to quit my job and go go in, quote-unquote, ministry. i got to go to be a pastor of a church or go on a foreign mission field. But that's totally a lie, isn't it? Ac- absolutely. And that's one of the things we're casting a vision for. Every one of these events is that you are a minister, pastor, 
pastor, ambassador, whatever the terminology you mm-hmm. want to use, right where God has placed you, your work matters to God, and you are needed uh, to reach people for Christ and just be the presence. Uh, I like to use the, one of the scripture as the uh, fragrant aroma of Christ. Uh, right where God has placed them. So that's, that's what their events is all about. Kingdomwayministry.net, kingdomwayministries.net. Is it, it, how do, when they get onto the website, where do they find out about Common Pursuit, the quarterly uh, events? We have a, a main tab right at the top that says events. Okay, very yeah. cool. And if somebody in another part of the country is saying, hey, I'd like to do what Dan Anderson is doing with kingdomwayministries.net, are you willing to talk to them? Absolutely. We'd love to share whatever uh, ideas that we've learned here to reproduce it in other places. Uh, love to serve in that way. Very cool. I just want to say, I think that, Dan, you kind of are a poster child for collaboration. So I just want to put that out there. So I take that as a high compliment because, <laughs> you know, I really have a, a kingdom mind and heart. And sometimes it gets it gets challenging because there's a lot of silos out there. And, and uh, But, you know, if you look at the eternal reality is uh, that we are going to be, Scripture says, a kingdom of priests in service to God, a singular you know, so wherever we could replicate that on this side of heaven, I think God's really well, well pleased and will uh, bless that. You know, I wanted to say, um, kind of follow up on something that you said, Tom, a little bit earlier in the sense that, you know, when Jim was asking or we were asking about like the connection of your faith and your work, it sounds like really Kingdom Way Ministries really has helped you with, you know, f- determining more about how your faith can impact your work and um, how our all of our life is should be. Um, you know, interconnected, not segmented. But I'm curious, like, how you were drawn to Kingdom Way Ministries, because I just want our listeners to hear, like, you know, it's not like you have to have everything figured out, and then you come alongside somebody. So let's talk about that journey a little bit. Well, Dan's persistence certainly helps with that. (laughs) Um, No, you know, I think, um, you know, I, as I've, you know, been with an organization that focuses on Christians, and I've always had Christianity uh, as a very important part of my life. Um, I kind of got to a point where um, I was feeling like I could do more, and I needed to, to learn more about kind of what my gifts were, and and so I kind of fell into my relationship with Dan. Um, just we bumped into each other at uh, an event at Timberline Church, and his persistence uh, eventually. Um, Got to me. Wore you down. Yeah, yeah wore me down, and, and I said yes to well, come in. Well, he used a cheesehead, so did he use Upper Midwest guilt? That would have pushed me away. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, but He didn't bring he, up the fact that it was a cheesehead? No. Yes. You yep, yeah. yep. have to be careful with that, Dan. Yeah. So, um, no, but, you know, I think um, my family and I had the opportunity to, to um, move with Thrivent to Northern Colorado, and that's really when I, I decided to, to attend one of these Common Pursuit events, and my bucket was filled very, very quickly mm-hmm. with what I felt um, I needed in my life, right, mm-hmm. to, to get me to deep, in a deeper way, connect my faith to the work that I'm doing. And so, you know, um, when I came up to that event, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I took six pages of notes wow. the first event that I went to. And wow, like, it was just absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, I jumped in with both feet at that point in time. And... You know, since that time, so that was a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, since that time, the people that I've met, um, you know, the the groups that I've gotten involved with, have really helped me uncover um, or confirm what I felt like my spiritual gifts were, and really um, how to leverage them better in the work that I do every single day. Kevin Lee Masters, what about you? How did you get connected to Dan Anderson, KingdomWayMinistries.net, and how's it impacting you at EnviroBest? 
Well, six years ago when I moved out here, um, I knew one person. That was my partner. Uh, he invited me to come out. And so um, as a business owner slash leader, I needed to get to know the other leaders in our community. And, uh, you know, being, you know, being a follower of Christ, it was important to me that I was, you know, making the right kind of connections as well. So uh, I think I ran into Dan pretty early on, and we just kind of hit it off and started doing a lot of things together. I've been um, helping Dan out with some Kingdom Way things for quite a few years now, and uh, we collaborate on some different things. And, you know, our, our rela- I mean, his relationship with me is certainly valuable and been valuable, you know, in business and, and just in the community in general. Okay, so let's go into EnviroPest. What do you do? We are a full-service pest and wildlife company. So we service northern Colorado, but small couple of, counties. What kind of pests do you have here? You probably don't. I mean, in Florida, we got everything that will eat you, we kill you. you we, got don't, all kind of stuff. we don't have nearly the pest that Florida does. That's I for sure. I mean, they sure. build houses out of block and out of metal studs because everything gets eaten from the inside. I mean, you know, <laughs> okay. in Florida. So what, what, kind of, yeah. what kind of pests are your biggest problem here in Colorado? You know, um, <clears throat> it's simple pests. It's it's ants and spiders and some rodents. Um, we have a fair amount of rodent activity here. So again, we we live in a kind of high desert area. So the the climate here, we have a lot less pest pressure than most of the country. So, but we also have a less tolerant. We have less tolerance with our customer base as well. So they want us out there solving problems for them. <laughs> I love that pest. Uh, what did you say? You you said an alliteration. I was thinking of it, but anyway, you said and wildlife too. So correct. Like how big a things do you um, take care of? <laughs> you know, we um, because we are at the base of the mountains, we get a lot of wildlife in the area. Um, our organization, we only deal with smaller wildlife up to about the size of a raccoon. Okay. Um, this time of the year, raccoons are trying to get into people's attics. Uh-huh. find a place to have their babies they'll crawl down chimneys do those types of things and we help um people get rid of those problems nice. <laughs> the look on jim's face he's nice. like oh. well raccoons are such a friendly little animal cuddly and everything oh, yeah very especially nice. in your home especially on the other side of a cage yeah okay all right so enviropest talk to us about how does your faith impact how enviropest works yeah. each and every day so our mission statement as an organization is we exist to serve and when i came out um I don't think anybody in our organization understood what that meant. And so we've really worked hard to build a culture that our people understand that's who we are as an organization. Um, Probably 40% of our staff are believers. The rest are not believers. And we look at, um, we look at our company as, as a mission field. Um, When I get the opportunity to pray with somebody to really just let them know that I, I love them um, as a person, I love their family and I'm willing to do anything I can to help them. And how many employees do you guys have? Um, we have 30 employees. And how many customers? Oh, um, thousands, four or five thousand. We're okay. the large, we're the largest pest control operator in our our three county footprint. Mm. Wow, very cool. So you said that you. Um, you're the business partner that you came to work with. Like he was already um, involved in Kingdom Way Ministries or no. So this is something that you Mm -hmm. get to kind of help with that culture. Yes. Yes. So the, again, the, and the culture, culture has always been a big thing for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I just believe that, you know, you've just got to create an environment that um, is a positive environment and you have to care about your people. I, I tell, um, my staff and other individuals that I talk to every day, my number one job as a business owner and as president of the company is to take care of my people first. That's my number one job. Mm. And, you know, the way I do that is to love them and care about them. And, you know, I, I appreciate when I know that the people in my company are having a hard time personally at work 
and they will come to me and I can ask them, can I pray with you? And I know they're not a believer and they give me the opportunity to pray for them. And, you know, we've seen God really impact people's lives. Excellent. And people do have issues. I mean, if you've got employees, you've got issues. Uh, that's a beautiful thing, though, that you've got the freedom to be able to pray with them and, and let them know how much you love and care for them. You're listening to I Work For Him as we broadcast from Loveland, Colorado, courtesy of KingdomWayMinistries.net. Dan, you brought in Kevin Lee Masters from EnviroPest and Tom Rao from Thriving Financial. What was it about their stories you wanted our audience to hear today? Start with Kevin. What was it you wanted to make sure you ask him a question, something you know that everybody <laughs> needs to hear? Absolutely. Well, Ke- Kevin, you know, one of the things I really appreciate about him he's one of the he co-facilitates one of our groups with us and he of of very few business leaders i can think of has done an incredible job of uh crafting uh core values that he lives by in his company Mm -hmm. and a clear vision statement and everything he does is operating around those and he's actually done some speaking for us at some of our venues as well and and actually was invited to italy within his industry to talk about they don't have bugs in italy do they kevin (laughs) they do they do uh about uh you know how how to create a a value-driven company and so uh, i just really wanted him to be a part of this and for tom you know I, i just I, I just love his heart so much and just see God positioning him as a key, key leader in our community uh, and just has incredible connections and influence and just really wanted him to share uh, his story because like, like Tom, a lot of people have grown up uh, as believers uh, in Christ and then you know, maybe didn't make it front and center. And, and I just love to see what God's doing in his heart and leadership to make uh, Christ central to every component of his life, including his work. So Very cool. So, Tom, Rao, let's dig into it. Thriving Financial. Uh, having grown up in Minnesota, we know that Thrivent has morphed in, into a company that really now reaches out to all Christ followers, really yep. trying to help them be great stewards of their wealth. Talk to us about Thriving Financial. Yeah, Thrivent's a great organization. So we're a member-owned organization. We uh, work with Christians, and so we're uh, a not-for-profit organization that I, I always say um, that you know we don't just measure our success by revenues generated, but also by the impact that we're able to make mm-hmm. through the work that we that we're able to do. Um, you know, one member, one one family, one community at a time. And so you know the the organization is amazing. Uh, we do great work. Our job is to really bring uh, confidence and contentment to people uh, in their relationship with money and get them to a place where they can feel really confident in being in living generous lives. And so it's uh, great work. It's, uh, I'd say, very needed work uh, mm-hmm. across the country. You know, if you, if you look at um, how people view money, um, it's oftentimes not the right way, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the, the kingdom way. And so um, what we have is not ours right? We're just stewards over it. And that's really our job. You know, the financial representative's job is to help people understand that and understand how to take steps to have a healthier relationship with money and treat it the right way. How does Thrivent, Martha, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I just was curious, like how you do that. I mean, are you spending time educating the people, you know, your clients? Um, Do they know that they're being taken on this path? You know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's different for every person that we meet with. Okay. Right. And so, um, you know, part of our job is to really understand where somebody currently is. Right. And, um, and what sorts of things they feel need to happen differently in their life to, to give them a more confident relationship Mm -hmm. with money. Uh, We, you know, we call it the five S journey. And so, you know, it kind of starts there, but, you know, 
working with Christians, um, giving back is something that's really important. It should be included in, in everybody's plan. A generosity right? plan, is that what you're talking yep, about? Yep. Okay. And so that's, that's a conversation that we always want to make sure stays on the table. And I think it gets left off the table a lot when mm -hmm. people are having discussions with people around their finances. Mm -hmm. Do you guys help people have a spending plan for the retirement? Because yep. a lot of financial planners have uh, a savings plan for retirement. They don't hardly ever talk about a spending plan for retirement. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's one of the key principles um, that we believe people need to, to live by, right, is, is having an intentional spending plan, right? Hmm. Um, and, and so, again, it's different with everybody that we meet with. Um, some people have that figured out. Some people don't, and that's where they need our help. Hey, Tom, I just want to ask you, too, about this, because one, one, one of the cool things I really learned about Thrivent is your community action partnership. Um, action teams? Yeah, action teams, yeah. 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 So maybe, maybe you could uh, tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's, it's one of our uh, benefits that we have through our membership. Um, so all Thrivent benefit members um, have the opportunity to um, apply for an action team and get seed money for acts of generosity. Um, where they f where they feel the community needs help or a family needs help or something you know in their world um, needs a boost and so basically every thriving benefit member can apply for a, for an action team and when uh, when that's approved they get seed money to support that cause hmm. and so there are uh, thousands of them that have happened across the country um, and it's just something I you know thriving just wants to be able to have our members act where they see a need. Yeah. Well, and that's what makes it so unique. You guys as an organization focusing on Christ followers. Well, let's talk about the intentionality of you discipling Christ followers. You're talking about money. Okay. All financial, plan all financial planners talk to people about money. Dave Ramsey talks to people about getting out of debt. What are you guys doing to disciple Christ followers to be deeper in their relationship with Jesus? You know, I, th I think it's... Um, Again, it's it's unique to every in individual, mm -hmm. right? And I think um, walking alongside people, right, helping them understand that uh, what we have is not ours. We're just stewards over it. I've said that a couple of times. But I think that's a pretty important, uh, you know, perspective or uh, reality for, yeah. for us Christians. And so, you know, I think we have to meet people where they're at and kind of walk alongside them and, and really get them to a place where they do have that confidence and contentment and then help them determine, you know, all right, what's the next step, right? Uh, how can we think beyond our, ourselves and, and what's here today? You know, I think um, one of the words, you keep talking about confidence and contentment with their money, and I know the word contentment, Jim, has a big impact on our life right. and Absolutely. your story. And I, why don't you share just, I mean, because, you know, the, the world's view of contentment is very different mm -hmm. than the biblical world of contentment. Well, I mean, you know, I, I grew up being discipled by a couple of, Christian deacons from our church who taught me business is business and church is church. They have nothing to do with each other. Um, and these were both very successful business guys. And, and I, I always saw them sought seeking out more and more and more and more. And it never seemed like enough was enough. And of course, as I grew older in my later twenties, I realized, okay, that's just the way things are. I mean, you just, you have to have bigger and better. It never seems like there's a cap on this. And then in 1999, as 33-year-olds, one of my buddies pounded us over over the head with, you guys got to go through Crown Financial Ministries. You need to go through that course and really see what the Bible has to say about money and possessions. And the Thrivent website has tons of that information yeah. on the website. And when we went through it, we realized, wow, okay, God has a lot to say about money other than tithing. You know, I thought that money, you know, we tithe, we're good. 
And it has a lot more to say about it than that. And money has such a potential. You know, money is a neutral thing. It's not an evil thing. It's not a good thing. People misquote that Bible verse all the time that money's the root of all so- the root of all evil. <laughs> That's not what it says. It's the root of all sorts of evil. But money's neutral. Money can be used for good or for bad. But what we realize is that we were living very discontented lives. And when we were challenged to memorize Philippians four eleven through thirteen, we we're like, wow. Okay, Paul learned to be content. I can learn to be content. Um, and Tim Tebow made 413 to be famous, but 11 and 12 are really important. We have to learn to be content. And that's one of those things when you live a contented lifestyle, the world has less pull on you. And of course, if you watch less TV, you, the world has less pull on you too, because you're not constantly seeing, oh, I need one of those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kevin Lee Masters, as you do with EnviroPest, you know, that's one of those things you're, you're trying to protect people's stuff from critters. And yet that stuff eventually will all, all the stuff you protect all day long will eventually end up in a landfill one day or burn in a forest fire or something or, or crush in an earthquake or whatever. It's how do you live out that contentment thing as you guys are growing a business? There's a lot of temptation just to grow big and, and, and fat, high on the hog kind of deal. But you're trying to grow a business, trying to help people out. How, do, how does contentment play into what you guys do? Yeah, it's a great question, Jim. And as Tom was talking, I was just thinking about how that really applies and how we operate as a company. Um, in our industry, you know, it, it is all about the dollar. Um, one of our service people in the field in our industry typically are given a goal. You need to generate this much revenue in a month. That's what we expect of you. Um, you can ask anyone in my office, hey, what's your revenue goal for the month? They'll tell you, I have no idea. Um, well, what does Kevin expect of you? He expects me to serve our customers and serve them well. And our customers are, you know, anybody I'm interacting with, whether it's inside and outside the company, our coworkers and the community that we're in. That's what Kevin expects of me. And as we focus on that, what we've seen is God bless our business in tremendous, tremendous ways. And again, we, we don't focus on the financial piece of it. We've watched him take care of that. And then we're able to take that, turn around, and put that back out into the community, give it back to our people, uh, bless them um, in ways that they've never experienced in other organizations before. And you know, that's how we've really seen God do amazing things. And, and I make sure to go out of my way to let our people know it's because of what God is doing in this business mm. um, that's allowing us to grow and do and see the things that we see. I just want you to know it's not because of me. It's not because of who we are as a company, but it's because of what God is choosing to do inside of our organization that makes the difference. Go ahead. Well, you were talking about how um, Dan was saying how you guys have really worked hard to craft your core values. Um, How do you then, obviously you're communicating your your heart through things like what you just explained. How How are you helping your employees to live out those core values? So we talk about our core values all of the time. Um, every month, in fact, tomorrow's our monthly meeting. Um, I noticed uh, yesterday my office person sent out our recognition form, and we encourage our team members to recognize their peers for living out our core values. And we have five core values. We keep them really simple. We didn't want to complicate it. So they get the form. It has the values listed out. And if you have seen or heard one of your teammates living out the value, we want you to list that and list the example of how they did that. And the value that our, most of our team members love the most is our first value, and that is our customers and coworkers are an extension of our family and treated as such. Mm. 
And I, I love to see the examples come in through the week where, you know, I've seen a team member or heard that a team member has done something special for one of our customers, or they know that a customer is having a tough time and they've, you know, they'll call the office and say, Hey, can we send flowers to this person? Can we send a card to this person? You know, can we do this for their kid? Because this is going on. And, you know, we, we really do treat our customers and coworkers like family. And, you know, when, I think when you approach it that way, again, for me, it's it's pouring the love of Christ into our people and and watching them live that out, even though they don't really know where the core of that's coming from. Um, I believe you know it's it's planting the seed and giving you know giving God the opportunity to so hopefully your, your employees don't know where the core of that's coming from, or the customers that are getting it don't know where the core of that's coming from. Because your either one. Well, okay. but but, but your when I say the know co- that you're living out your faith in your in your work, they, they know about Jesus in your life. right? They do, but when they're doing those things, they certainly aren't thinking, "Hey, it's because of Jesus right. that I'm doing this." Right. Um, but when I talk about it, they know that's where it's coming from. So again, that's really where I see the big ministry opportunity for me. And it's super exciting. Excellent. I, with your permission, I just want to reach out to your list listeners here for a second because uh, I've we've talked about contentment and generosity in in this particular program that uh, that you're airing today. And I just want to I just felt led to reach out to your listeners to say that, you know, um, I've known Jim Martha for about three years and a little bit more in depth the last year and a half. And and they're an incredible couple and uh, they are just operating on shoestring budget as they travel and are making so many sacrifices for for Christ and getting these stories out there is so necessary. And I just know that there's people out there listening today that have incredible capacity that God is blessed with affluence. And I just want to want to reach out to you and just would you consider praying and, and uh, supporting their ministry in significant ways because uh, what they're doing is incredible value to the kingdom and it just breaks my heart to, to see their vision and everything that they want to do and uh, and just uh, being restricted by finances. I don't think that should be the case. So uh, would you pray about that? And would you think about it uh, seriously before the Lord? Thanks for giving me the opportunity to give you a plug, man. You guys, you guys really we, deserve it. We, you're, we you're amazing. It. You're amazing. Well, we have fun doing it. We, got, we are highly privileged to be able to capture stories like this across the country mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Dan, for that. And um, we love our listeners, and, and we love the fact that they would be willing to w- walk alongside of us in this journey. Kevin Lee Masters, I wanted to just follow up on one thing before um, we go on to the next question. I just want our listeners to hear that you're, what you have said is that, you know, you are allowing God to influence your culture, yet everyone within that culture doesn't necessarily, they're not living, um, you know, in obedience with Jesus Christ yet, but they're learning those core values through your company's core values. That's correct. And I, I want our listeners to hear that because I think sometimes it can be discouraging when you think, I want to, I want them to understand, but they don't yet understand but you can you have significant impact on not only your employees but then also the customers because they're living out those biblical core values whether they um, really completely get it or not so give a give another word to our listeners that you know just it may be hard but it it is making a difference yeah, I mean, thanks Martha I mean again I mean we we get to work every day you get caught up in the stuff that you do and you know it's easy to to be a weekend believer and and not live that out during the week because let's face it, business is crazy and work is crazy. You know, I I try to be really intentional about doing those kind of things because I believe loving on my people, God is going to open the door for me to be able to minister to them and, and really speak Christ into their life directly. 
you know, we're fortunate to be able to have values that help them have a compass to take them in the right direction, even though they may not understand who made the compass, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, we, we pray every Monday morning to start our week off. The believers that are in our company, we ask them to come in and participate in that. And we start our week off that way. We just pray for everybody in our company by name. And throughout the week, you know, if we have opportunities to really pour into people, because all of our folks, we know they're in a different place in life. And, you know, my prayer is just that God would have them come to me or another believer in our company at some point and say, hey, you know what? There's something different. Right. And you know, I, I want to know more about that and give us the opportunity to really just introduce them to Christ. Excellent. Tom Rout with Thriving Financial, you, you've you got an incredible opportunity. You in northern Colorado, I mean, is your territory just northern Colorado or do you go up to Wyoming, you go over to Nebraska, where, where do you go? Right now I'm, I'm focusing on northern Colorado, so maybe the north part of Denver as well. But, and so if yeah. somebody's listening today and they're already in the financial services industry and they're thinking, I could use to be in northern Colorado. I'd like that area. Do you have a need for more reps? Absolutely. Area? Yep. We're, we're growing. I think um, there are a lot of people that resonate with our message that live up here. Uh, not enough boots on the ground to serve them all. And so uh, a lot of the individual practices are, are looking to grow. And, and I'm actually opening up another office here in Fort Collins. And and we're looking to uh, get more boots on the ground to help share our story, our message, and get people to that place where they're more confident and content with what they have and on the right path. Yeah, very, very cool. All right, so Tom, you're traveling all the time, right? I mean, you're all over the place. You're in your car. You probably live in your car, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for a number of years. How do you protect your marriage from your job? Oh, this is a tough one to answer. What's your wife's first name? Christine. Okay, just in case yeah. we need to call her to, uh, to verify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have my permission to do that yet. <laughs> so this is something that I've been working on. And I think, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, the Lord has put a number of people in my life that have challenged me with this. And I think, you know, for me, it's really important to to have a very consistent model week, right? And starting with uh, time of the Lord, right, to, to guide me and direct me to the things and the, you know, people and places that I need to be having discussions with. And then just very getting very structured in how I'm spending my time day to day mm -hmm. and sticking to that model week um, pretty consistently. And that's easy to uh, get derailed every once in a while, but that's just been something that I'm, I'm working on and, and people have been challenging me on, Dan included, but some of the leaders that I work with, um, yeah. We're gonna, so. so next time I see, I'm going to ask you. Before I call Christine, I'm going to ask and say, "Okay, how you doing? Are we doing better in this? Can we bring Christine into the conversation yes. in the set? We have to do that." Okay. Yeah. So, Kevin, how about for yourself? How are you um, using you know the opportunity to to protect your marriage and grow your marriage in the midst of growing a business? Well, unlike Tom, the words consistent and structure are not part of what um, I get to work by. I live and die by my calendar. Uh, my wife and I, Kimberly is my wife. Um, we've been married almost 30 years. Um, we've always been intentional about making time for our marriage, even when our kids were small. We just, we have date nights. We spend time together. Um, it, it, it's just something that matters to us. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed to have a wife who enjoys being at home and, and she's fine with me being out a couple nights a week as I'm doing community related networking events and you know, like tonight coming to Common Pursuit and, and thinking things like that. But when I'm home, um, we just take advantage of our time together. We just, you know, she's my best friend. I'm her best friend. And uh, you know, we just make it a priority. Excellent. So let's just, you know, Mercy Me has this great song. I'm going to ask all three of you this question. They have this great song, um, Dear Younger Me. 
Okay. You know, what is, I mean, it's a great, it's a tearjerker. You know, what would you say to your seven-year-old self? Or what would you say to your younger self when you're going off to college or going off to the service like you did, Kevin? Dan, what would you like your younger you to know? Yeah, that's a tough question, man. Um, well, you're the big dog here in towns. We asked well, you first. The first thing that comes <laughs> to my mind is uh, I got twin boys that are 18. And so the first thing come to my, I look up in the back and I, my, my past, I have very few regrets. Uh, and I feel like, you know, when God's asked me into big steps of obedience, I've, I've responded the best I can, but you know, one of the things I've really been thinking a lot, a lot about lately, and I have an 11 year old daughter now is, uh, to ju- just be even more intentional about one-on-one time with each of your kids, uh, as, as they're younger. Because, you know, like with my boys, now they're gone all the time. And uh, you don't have as much opportunity for input. And when you do, uh, dad is an idiot right now. So <laughs> you will get smarter once again. Yeah, I, but yes, I'm right looking now you're for in, that day. Right, right now you are in the stupid yeah. category. About, Certainly the, in the, about the same time <laughs> you become stupid then for the younger one. That's right. And, and, you know, so <laughs> no. I, have been, I have been intentional over the yeah. years of creating those uh, really quality one-on-one times. But as I look in the rearview mirror, I would do mm-hmm. even more of that. Great. Tom Rao, what about you? You're the youngest in the room. What would you tell your younger you? Uh, a lot of things, actually. No, um, I think the the things to the core to me is the possessions that we have don't really matter, right? It's it's just how we treat the the gifts that we've been given, right? And so for me, I think I struggled with that viewpoint early on. I wanted more and more and more always, and um, so just understanding what stewardship really means, mm-hmm. and it's not just always about the you know the possessions that we have it's also about how we leverage our talents that we've been given right and so really taking a step back and saying tom take the time to learn what those talents really are you know there are a lot of great ministries and people that um, can help you figure that out that's right kevin lamasters what would you tell your younger you find a mentor know what a mentor is and find a mentor Find somebody 15, 20 years older than you, somebody who is where you want, where you think you want to be, and spend time with them every single week. I, I didn't have a mentor when I was growing up. Um, I kind of fumbled and stumbled through things. Um, I go out of my way now to mentor as many people as I can. Excellent. Um, and I feel like um, that makes a world of difference in somebody's life. For sure. And it's something that, as Christ followers, we, we everybody needs to have a Barnabas, everybody needs to have a Timothy, and everybody needs to have a Paul. They need to have, and that's that mentor. We need to be mentoring, get a mentor, and have an encourager. Kevin LeMasters with EnviroPest.com. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Tom Ra with Thriving Financial, ThrivingFinancial.com. No, it's Thrivent.com. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you. And, of course, Dan Anderson hosting us here in Loveland, Colorado with KingdomWayMinistries.net. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Make sure you check these guys all out online, Thrivent.com and Viropest.com if you're in the northern Colorado area. And, of course, uh, KingdomWayMinistries.net. They can help you set up what they're doing in your part of the country. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.